Uh. Uh. Drop. Bring it in, Shay. Oh. No. And we're back with the Lone Star Lowdown. Shay Holt, Ty Henderson, and Corey Gidry here. It's been a little bit, but we're back at it. It is December 7th, 2022. Hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we're coming in hot this week. Uh, the Texas Longhorns, they'll be playing a big-time bowl game against the Washington Huskies. We'll talk a little bit about that. Rundown, what's been going on in the NFL. Um, free, agent, free agency frenzy in uh, Major League Baseball. We'll have a little Diamonds and Woods section for y'all. And um, talk about the playoffs in college football. And um, we'll throw in some horns hoops while we're at it. Um, this is the Lone Star Lowdown. Be sure to follow us. On Twitter at Lone Star LD, Instagram at The Lone Star Lowdown, and uh, TikTok, uh, The Lone Star Lowdown. Um, yeah, and make sure to check out all of our video content on YouTube as well. We are also uh, debuting Lone Star Sports Bets on Instagram. Uh, again, that's Lone Star Sports Bets. Be sure to log on, check that out. We got a lot of great packages we putting together and um, providing uh, picks of the day, and um, you know, just try to make y'all some money. But um, uh, Shay, tell, tell, tell me a record on the year uh, on, oh. since we've been doing picks. Uh, like you know, making our five picks a week. Just you know, in the last uh, five five weeks of picking five games in uh, NFL and college football, I'm uh, seventeen six and two. Which, See, y'all could know, be a part of that greatness. Yeah, I mean, so you know, subscribe and, and I'm just telling y'all those. You know, like I got I know, five yeah. more. I got five more at the end of the show. Uh, you know, so um, be sure to you know listen along <laughs> and, and wait because I've got some hitters. I went um, I went four zero and one last week. Uh, Ty, you went five and zero. You know, I'm back I'm back. Um, that Corey. is nine wins. And zero losses. If you just followed the free picks, yeah, so. you had just you, <laughs> you know. literally made bank. Yeah, uh, you know you would have done very well. Uh, just you know, taking our picks um, from the last from the last show, which I believe was two weeks ago, uh, is football week. Um, but anyway, um, enough intro. Why don't we roll on into a you know gridiron gossip NFL uh, section? Um, you know just. Uh, I know the Houston Texans are going up to uh, DFW this week for that, uh, you know, Interstate 45 rivalry. I'll be there. You consider it a rivalry? Do you consider it a rivalry? No, I do not. It, I mean, Texans fans probably love it, but Cowboys are you, are, fans. Don't are you a Texans it. fan, Shay? No, not you kind of sound like a Texans fan. We were talking about this before the show. Uh, I'm, so you consider the Cowboys Texans and, te- and Texans a rivalry? They're gonna, you know, they've only played a handful of times since, uh, you know, I think 2004, whenever the Texans were expanded. Upon. It was like 2002 two or one, yeah. Okay. You my, know, fun fact: the first victory in the history of the Texans franchise was against the Dallas Cowboys. Exactly so. what I was gonna say. And you know, like since that moment when a yes, a startup team beat you know the vaunted Dallas Cowboys, America's team, and has have beat them since. Um, you know, it's it's just been a a bit of a a bit of a uh, contest. You know, not really a rivalry. They only play once every four years. It's, it's hard to have a rivalry uh, when that's the case. But um, definitely some friendly uh, statewide competition. Obviously, there's much more, way more Cowboys fans uh, in the state than there are uh, Houston Texans fans. Probably about ten to one. Um, 
But uh, either way, the Cowboys are favored by 16 and a half points. Uh, you know, big news this week. Uh, Odell Beckham uh, Jr. He was uh, seen, you know, he met with the Cowboys. He went to a Mavs game with some uh, Trevon Diggs, Micah Parsons, and those guys. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, been in the news. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about uh, the Cowboys potentially signing him. Doesn't look like it's going to happen, though, after reports today. Yeah, it seemed like uh, there was a problem with the physical. Yeah, uh, I think he's his potential comeback would be in like middle of January, which would be in the playoffs. And he's also wants a uh, it, the report was he wants twenty million dollars a year, multi year deal, which is crazy. I mean, how, would you would you be okay with Jerry Jones giving him that kind of money? No, and Jerry Jerry me. wouldn't do it. But the issue with the physical was the fact that he wouldn't take one. No, he ended. Up, I think he ended up taking one, and then that revealed that he would be out till probably January. Even though he's been posting all these workout videos of him doing all these insane. Now the classic, I'm hurt. Uh, you know, the, yeah, but he posts workout videos, but whenever he wouldn't work out for any team, though. yeah, it's like yeah, I have I, this bag of money, I need to see nine routes from you. But if you can't do that, yeah, like, exactly. that's pretty tough. And I think the Cowboys will be okay without him. I mean, Noah Brown has looked better than he ever has this season, uh, especially with Cooper Rush. I think they had a little uh, connection going on, but having Michael ba- Gallup back healthy, I mean, he scored this last week against the Colts. How about that game? Franchise record, what was it? 34 points, 33 points there in the fourth quarter? NFL record. Uh, NFL record? Most points in the fourth quarter or biggest margin in the fourth quarter ever, but 33-0 in the fourth quarter. Yes. yes. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And Cowboys looked really good uh, to the point where, you know, it was, it was kind of hard to watch that game. Um, Oh, I didn't you know. have I didn't have a hard time watching it. Well, I just mean like without like uh, like like seriously. You know what I mean? Like at a certain point, I was just like, well, I've got Jonathan Taylor. I need thirty three points. He ain't doing shit. <laughs> and uh, he had a they, decent uh, first three quarters though. That was a two point game going into the fourth quarter, correct? Yeah, I think so, it's twenty one nineteen. Yeah, and I was a Dallas ten and a half um, better. So I was a, I was pretty worried, and it was the last night of the week. I was down. I made a. I made probably the greatest comeback of my gambling career uh, last week. You know, I, I got even on a three-team parlay, last bet of the last bet of the week, and it felt like I won a million dollars. But, anyway, so yeah, the the win over the Colts was awesome. The spread for the game this week is 16 and a half, 17, right? Uh, I saw it at 16 and a half. It might okay, have so it's gone down. It was 17 on Monday. Um, do you think they can pull that off after what they did at the Colts on on Sunday night? Uh, you know, generally, I when I see these big, uh, you know, two touchdown spreads, I I almost just I always like to pick the uh, the underdog. So do uh, I. I mean, uh, it's, it's a it's a general rule in the NFL: double digits. It's gonna hit, not gonna hit more often than not. I mean, I'll be honest: the Houston Texans, I'm giving them a twenty percent chance to win the fucking. No way, dude. Kyle Allen has like you, a it, under it's ten. NFL. It's the NFL, dude. You flip a coin five times, one time it would land on the fucking, you know. It, it would it would land te- the Texans way. All right. That's all I'm saying. Like they're I the think, worst team in the NFL. I mean, how about this? The Cowboys. I'm giving an 80 percent chance to win the game. <laughs> you know, I definitely think they will. But I know that this is the NFL, and uh, you know the the Texans. Uh, you know, a couple plays go their way. Uh, not only do they cover, but yeah, I think they could win. Um, am I picking them to win? Fuck no. Okay. What do you pick? So, but you would pick them plus the points, is what you're saying. Oh yeah, if I had to bet, this is not one of my uh, five for later. But, it, but you're just giving this one away right now. Yeah, I would. I would take Houston uh, plus sixteen and a half. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. And do you think the Cowboys should sign OBJ, even if he's not healthy in, uh, into January? No. If you don't have enough time to integrate him into your offense, there's no need to try to do that um, in the playoffs. Uh, you know, just try. They have a a lot of weapons. Uh, you know, I think if they can just use, yeah, you're, you know, obviously you got CD Lamb and your Noah Browns and the Gallops and your Schultz. I think there's just a lot of people to get the ball to already. A uh, guy like Odell, um, you know, had you had half a year to uh, you know, work him with with Dak, that would have. Uh, so you thinking maybe in the off season would be a good idea? Oh yeah, uh, you know it seems like he's probably going to go somewhere in the off season. He might get a one year deal just to play with somebody in the playoffs that's that's looking for talent. But um, I wouldn't pay twenty million dollars for Al Beckham Jr. Uh, I'd rather have Amari Cooper at that price, personally. Well, clearly that, 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 that yeah. <laughs> Do you wish we? I, I wish we had Amari Cooper right now. I mean, he's having a pretty good year for Cleveland, and he's had Jacoby Brissett as his quarterback all year. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think this whole OBJ thing has just been a little bit overblown by the media and Jerry Jones being, you know, himself on the radio every week, and they keep asking him about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I want him out there." You know, he looks like a good football player. I'm not a racist. I was at that. What did y'all think about that? Uh, the photo of the him photo at the high school when they were integrating. Yeah, um, just, he said he was a curious onlooker. Yeah, I mean, like I can believe For, that. Forrest Gump. You know, like y'all seen Forrest Gump. You know, he, he just just what's going on? You know. <laughs> so you're you're saying Jerry Jones is a little like Forrest Gump? Well, he played in the SEC. You know, just like Forrest Gump did. <laughs> yeah. uh, sure. You know. Um, He's probably incredibly lucky to get to this point as like a billionaire. Also a billionaire, yes. Yeah. A billionaire businessman, you know. Uh, there's a lot of parallels you can draw. Um, and I'm sure Jerry would draw, you know, in his own <laughs> life and experience. Um, you know, just growing up in America in the, in the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, all those, all those you know, um, racist back, backwoods times that we, uh, you know, yeah. like to push back the fact that there's a, a photo and that jerry jones is in it i mean i feel like this photo someone's been, someone's had this photo known it's been him it's been waiting for, for just i don't know what was so good about this timing well but. the media had covered it about like 10 or so years ago but really? that's before like the age of social media so it's made its rounds again and that's just how things go they just you know cyclically become popular again and you know oh is, will will he uh, survive the next time. Like I think Jerry Jones is gonna be all right. Like the the secret daughters or the you know the um, sexual harassment. He's a billionaire, dude. Yeah, like he's gonna be all right. Then once he's dead, then they'll start being like, yeah, Jerry Jones is a bad guy, and you know that kind of stuff. But I think he's all right. I think he's uh, pretty untouchable um, uh, at the moment. Um, you know, and I know that we just saw Dan Snyder go down, um, but. The different situation. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys looked great last week. Uh, I expect them to beat the Houston Texans this week, uh, probably handily. Uh, yeah, any, anything else y'all want to talk about from that game before we move on in the NFL? Like maybe just like the, like the Cowboys have to win to keep up in the division. There's a huge game between the Eagles and the Giants this week. Yeah, um, you know, for them to – you're still counting on the Eagles' loss – to be able to take that number one seed and counting on beating them uh, Christmas Eve. But the Cowboys have a decently soft schedule. They play Houston, then I think they go at Jacksonville after that and then come back home for the Eagles on Christmas Eve, which is probably going to be one of the most watched games in the history of the NFL. So 
yeah, not not much here. You just you just got to get the job done. Yeah, I mean the Cowboys. Uh, uh, like you said, most watched game. They uh, what was it? Cowboys Giants on um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I think that broke like the record for most watched regular season game. Yeah, I think they estimated it like forty million counting streaming and cable. And that wasn't even that good of a game. Yeah, I mean. But it was, I mean, on Thanksgiving. Anyone who doubts the popularity of the NFL or the the decline that that may happen, I mean, the numbers would say otherwise. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, So uh, why don't we um, maybe jump around the uh, NFC. Uh, The Buccaneers are going to play at the 49ers. Now, uh, the 49ers are favored by three and a half. But they just lost Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I believe, for the season. For the season. Yep. And they didn't get Baker Mayfield. There was a lot of uh, speculation they might go after him. But the Rams got Mayfield. And uh, looks like it's, what, Brock Purdy? Is that whose job it is? Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. I had a hard time saying that. Um, yeah, from Iowa State. Kind of sucked in college. I'm surprised he got drafted. And, but, hey, he looked decent last week in, in relief of um, Garoppolo and I mean, I saw on ESPN the chances for the Niners to win the NFC is now at 2% according to their model um, after it was like at like 50% the week before. I mean, they still got an insane defense. Uh, they contained Miami besides a first play 75-yard score um, and then some garbage time t- touchdowns from Tyreek Hill and I think someone else. But they had like six turnovers in that game. It was uh, – did you watch that game at all? I Either of y'all? No. I did, yeah. I mean, it was a. Uh, I think you know Jimmy G is not by any means the kind of guy who's gonna, you know, run the offense through him. He is certainly like an on schedule game manager, which that word is used way too much nowadays. So I think Purdy could come in, and I, I still think they're gonna make the playoffs, and he'll be able to win enough games to get him there. I don't know. The Seahawks could win that division, and every team from the NFC East could get a wild card. But I did watch the Seahawks this week, and they do look good. I mean, you know, the team is is, is firing, and Geno Smith is somehow is good. executing. You know, <laughs> like they're yeah, they're executing with the football. Um. But uh, you don't think that there's any chance, like a guy like Philip Rivers or fuck Drew Brees? I mean, you can't call him. There's nobody to call. Like the the 49ers are built to win now. They already made a Colin fran- They've made several franchise altering moves. You know, getting McCaffrey. Uh, obviously, there was the Trey Lance. And, you know, he's been hurt all year. But like, there's just there's no scab to pick up. Like that, that there's any confidence in. I mean. I, I just uh, I can't I can't imagine wasting this opportunity with all that with all those skill position players and this defense. I mean, it's not going to last forever, you know. Like, are they even going to like? Are, are all those guys going to even be on the 49ers next year? Are you going to be able to retain Debo, Kittle, IU? They re-signed Debo. My, I think IU's contract might might be up. I, I don't know. Bosa's coming up as well. I mean, exactly. the, they're all healthy right now, besides the quarterbacks, which probably ever happens to them. Um, I. I I don't know. I think they're done. I don't think Brock Purdy or they, they signed Josh Johnson off the Bears practice squad this week. I don't think either of those guys are going to be able to be the quarterback that can, can get a team through like a late or a tight fourth quarter in the playoffs. You know, I realize they have a great defense and that's the number one thing you need, but you also need a guy you can trust to make plays in a tight game when you're maybe your defense is letting you down in a, in a spot. Like, there's no way in hell Alex Smith's leg is fucking, you know. You know, I thought that. I think that would be a great fit, but you just don't know how in shape or whatever the guys are, their willingness to come back, especially with a guy like Alex who 
literally almost lost his leg last time. Well, well he, I guess he, he did come back. back. He did come back. But. Came back and played. That um, would that would be a good fit, but just who knows how. I think they, you know, have some confidence in Purdy for, you know, whether that's a lack of judgment or not on their part. But Either way, it's past the trade deadline. There's really nothing they can do. Uh, they should have gotten a guy. You know, they should have made a huge move and gotten, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers back when they could have. But I digress. Uh, other big games this week. I mean, Jets are playing the Bills. Um, you know, that's a big game in the AFC. Bills are at the top of that uh, league. Looking like they could get the, you know, with the head-to-head win over the Chiefs. Looking like they could uh, not only win the division, but the whole AFC and get the one by. It's very coveted. Um, other games that are just, you know, exciting. Uh, I think that uh, Vikings-Lions, with the Lions, you know, being favored at home, is kind of an interesting game. They've been on a tear. They could, they could make the playoffs if uh, they continue winning. And uh, the Vikings, obviously, at 10-2, and two, that has Cowboys' interest um, because, uh, you know, Cowboys are 9-3. And, three. and uh, are no, yeah. Uh, what did you say What you say the Troy Trucker is? 5-7. and seven. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think they can make the playoffs, but I think they can definitely make a push. I think they'll be at Minnesota this week. Me and Corey disagree on this one. Do, do, are you still in the Vikings, even though what Vegas is telling you with that line? Well, when I look at that line, it screams that Vegas wants everyone to bet on Minnesota, which definitely, you know, when you're trying to be sharp with your picks – you know, that gives me pause, but, like, just judging the teams, I would think that the Vikings would win just because of the simple fact that Detroit has a horrendous defense. I know they held Jacksonville to 14 last week, but, you know, over the season sample size, certainly they've been bad. Uh, the Vikings have won a ton of close games this year, which, you know, in the, in the game of football, it's like you're playing with the oblong ball, a couple bounces go your way, and all of a sudden you win these close games that, uh, you know, and it's kind of a faulty 10 and two, if you will, like some people say, but yeah, I, I still pick the Vikings to win that, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of uh, close wins, but a lot of quality teams they beat, man. You know, like obviously they got ran over by the Cowboys, but beat the bills, uh, beat the commanders, beat the Patriots, beat the jets, um, you know, beat the dolphins, um, you know, and uh, they beat the lions earlier this year. Uh, that when that, when it was in Minnesota, that game was 28, 24. So it was a close game. And, uh, you know, Detroit's kind of had a little bit of a resurgence, but at the beginning of the year, Detroit looked really good and then kind of had a lull of losses, but, uh, yeah, they're playing, they're playing some hot football. Um, they've won four out of five games. Uh, their, oops, their lone loss in that stretch was a three point loss, uh, to Buffalo on Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that was a crazy game. They should have won that game, honestly. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, the Vikings, you know, that's a, I believe that's a nooner, but, um, other just exciting games in the NFL this week, um, you know, Dolphins, Chargers, Sunday night football. Um, I think that's a, that, that was a flexed matchup. Uh, Chargers looked terrible against the Raiders last week. The Raiders are another team that's come on as of late, you know, first year head coach, Josh McDaniels looked terrible at the beginning of the year. People are wondering if he might get fired in the middle of the season. Um, but they've won what three, three straight, uh, Four straight? Three straight games, yes. Yeah. Uh, Denver, Seattle, and they beat the Chargers last week. I mean, not the best teams in the NFL, but they're winning games they probably should be winning. You know, it's a team that has, the, in my opinion, the best receiver in the NFL. They have the leading rusher right now in Josh Jacobs, who's been playing 
like his hair's lit on fire this year when there was questions before the season if he would even make the roster, which he is has crazy. Thirteen hundred rushing yards already. Like he, he's yeah. going to end with fifteen to sixteen hundred, which well, is the, a very very solid that's, season. That's something I think Josh McDaniels realized early in the season is Derek Carr, whatever he had last year, he didn't have it this year, and they needed to go lean on the run game because their their defense. Wasn't wasn't good enough to have Derek Carr go out there and throw the ball three times, get three and out every time, which was happening. They they've always been able to pop off with Devontae Adams, but he was hurt a little bit at the end of the year, right? Do I remember that? Um, I think so. Yeah. I mean, but they missed him. They got him back. Uh, that's that's my dark horse. That was my Super Bowl pick before the year. So maybe maybe they can sneak in the playoffs. And I know Cody. He's been talking about it. Cody. Did you see in our fantasy league this week? Uh, Cody started four Raiders in the starting lineup and won. I did not. I did not see that, but I believe it. And it's always it's always leaned heavily <laughs> towards the Raiders. Uh, and I mean, the Raiders. I mean, I watched. Um, I watched a game with Cody. They played the Chiefs in a game they should have won. Um, they 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 are a good team. The fact that they were at one point in position to get like the number one pick was just kind of an anomaly. Uh, they have scrapped their way to uh, what are they five and seven now? Um, and I mean, if you if you just even things up in the NFL then, you know, those last few weeks go your way. I mean, a winning record gets you in the playoffs a lot of times, you know. More often than not, it does. Uh, or at least has you playing on the last week. Um, See, yeah, with a chance. Exactly. With some help. And um, anyway, but uh, yeah, that's a Thursday night game. They're playing the Rams. Uh, the Rams have lost five in a row. Uh, honestly, possibly more. I just noticed that they've lost five in a row. Raiders favored by six. Um, you know, I don't know how I like that line, but the Rams, especially if they're going to send, uh, I mean, are they, are they sending Mayfield out this Thursday night? Yes. Yes. That's what I heard. I mean, I, we were talking about it this morning and supposedly they sent him the playbook on the plane and said, be ready to play. Hell yeah. Cause he, cause John Wolford's hurt. Matthew Stafford's on the IR done for the year. And the other options, Bryce Perkins, who's looked terrible. Where did he, but he went to UCLA, right? Virginia. Virginia? He could have been a transfer, but I know he ended at Virginia, yeah. God, how the hell? Well, obviously, they they felt the need to claim Baker Mayfield, even though they're out of the playoff picture, I think. I, I don't know. What, what do you all think the reason behind that was? Just to screw over San Francisco? I mean, I think, you know, you're just Sean McVay, and you, you see you could be screw over San Francisco. I mean, you know, because the lower team gets the priority waiver, the, low, the worse the record. Um, it could just be, you know, they see Baker. I know we see him as kind of like a star, but in I real don't. NFL, I mean his name, but in real NFL terms, he's just a journeyman quarterback at this point. So it's not, they're bringing in a big name, but like in their eyes, he could just be a, some guy to just take snaps to finish out the season and that's it. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's I, good point. I don't know what the uh, future looks like for Matthew Stafford and his injury. Um, you know, you have to have somebody play play the quarterback position and yeah even at three and nine you're coming off the Super Bowl season you gotta you know like and it's not like they have their first round pick to tank for so I mean <laughs> yeah like, they, they got I mean they have nothing to lose it's it's yeah you need a quarterback I mean fuck yeah I could imagine Mayfield being the quarterback all, all season next year if it works out he gets a couple wins here and you know I, I think he could do well even if and, Matthew Stafford's not healthy I don't exactly. think that's the case if he is yeah, I just don't. Considering I, he just won a Super Bowl. I have no idea what Stafford's condition he is. He did not look good this year, though. Yeah. That UCL injury can can hamper someone, too, if it gets into the nerve region. Yeah. But, um, definitely. So, y'all, y'all want to get into some uh, 
Diamonds and Wood. Yeah, let's. Uh, we we know. told the people we would Diamonds and Wood wouldn't make an appearance for a while, but we forgot about the winter meetings, huh? Well, well no, I, I made a caveat for the winter meetings, and then we missed a couple weeks, and here we are again, <laughs> Diamonds and Wood. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm, we're pretty much. Uh, I don't think there's been any huge trades. It's mainly just uh, the winter meeting started this week, and players have finally started to sign now. Um, you know, uh, Trey Turner signed uh, earlier. Uh, big, eleven years. Eleven years, three hundred million dollars. He's already twenty nine years old, which is kind of weird, but well, you can, but, you can play shortstop or second base. But a lot of his value revolves around his speed, being like one of the fastest guys in the league. Yeah, but you don't. I mean, it's not like football where you're getting hit repeatedly and you kind of lose that because of wear and tear you know, in baseball. I feel like yeah, but I mean, you still have some wear and tear. I don't think he's going to be as fast as he is now when he's 40, but he'll still be a guy that can come off the bench and grab a bag. Look, in 11 years, I mean, uh, what is that like? Just under $30 million a year? That's going to be cheap for baseball players anyway. These long-term baseball deals, like at the end of them, you know, they always kind of peter out or, you know, I, I, will Trey Turner finish that contract in Philadelphia? Like, there's just there's just so many variables. I'm, I'm looking at the next three to four seasons. Yeah. And I think that, I you know, he will be worth that money. Um, another, uh, the Philly, just to stay on the Phillies, they also signed uh, Taiwan Walker. Uh, I believe it was a four-year. I don't have the figure in front of me, but I think it's a four-year deal. Um, so, you know, a uh, couple of big-time improvements there for the Phillies. Uh, you know, getting a – I think – I've liked Taiwan Walker since he was a Mariner. I think he's a great pitcher. Um, you know, maybe not a front-line, you know, ace, but uh, – Four years, $72 million. Yeah. Uh, so, you know – How about how about my team, Rangers, though? A team-friendly deal. Yeah. Uh, on to the Rangers. Uh, yeah, you want to tell them about, about the big acquisition? Well, uh, Jacob DeGrom – what was it? How many? Five for 185. About yeah. 37 a year. It's on like average. the fourth most or fourth most average salary in MLB history, I think. Something like that. It's crazy. Aaron Judge is, is number one now. But uh, yeah, I mean, if that's a guy who is easily the best pitcher in my mind in the MLB when he's healthy, which you know hasn't been very often, but if it's a guy that can, you can get two to three seasons out of, I think it's totally worth it. Uh, they also signed Heaney. From uh, Padres, I think. Is that on there? Hint, or Hidley, right? H E N L E Y. Dodgers. Dodgers. Two years, twenty-five million. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's pretty good. He's older, I think, too. But uh, I mean, him, Martin Perez, John Gray, who was injured last year. You got a rotation now. You know, last year Martin Perez had a breakout year in his mid-thirties, which is crazy, and you can't really expect him to be your number one guy. And do well, which we didn't do well last year. He did well personally, but um, him as your fourth or fifth guy in, uh, out of, in your rotation, I, I think this will be a much improved team. I still don't think the Astros have the best pitching rotation in the MLB, even losing Justin Verlander to the Mets, which I'm sure we'll talk about and get y'all's opinion on. But uh, it's a step forward after last year's offseason getting Corey Seager and uh, Marcus Simeon to share up the middle infield. I think this is the next step if we can get another bat in the outfield, a big bat, a uh, power hitter um, to go along with some of the guys that come, came along last year. I think this is a team that could potentially get a wild card spot next year. Else. Yeah, I definitely think having a guy like DeGrom and, uh, you know, just, um, you know, they want to win. They built that new stadium. They're spending the money in free agency. Uh, the Rangers expect to be competitive. 
um, you know, uh, this season really, but you know, long term project, um, you know, putting things together. Uh, I mean, they've watched all the teams in the division except the Angels have success in recent years. You know, like the Mariners last year, exactly. obviously the Astros, the A's have had success in the past few years. Um, I mean, the Astros, the Angels get a lot of airtime just because of the roster they have. I, I don't, I don't know how that team isn't good. I'm hearing Otani might go to the Dodgers next year. They're looking at that already. Um, but yeah, go on. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. I mean, uh, I agree 100%. Um, with, you know, obviously, I've got my finger on the pulse of the division. Uh, like you said, all those teams have made the playoffs except the the Angels. I guess I don't really. Uh, I don't think that. I, don't, I think what they made it once. In Maybe a wild Mike card. Mike Trout's like, career. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the. Um, Rangers looking uh, looking for a return to prominence after ruling that division for quite some time, uh, really until the Astros got there and kind of supplanted them. There was a year or two of, of you know, working things out. But, um, it's I been mean, the, the, the Rangers are a team that, that they've made the playoffs, just not in the last four years. I would have been four, probably five years. I, I don't I don't know the number exactly. But before that, they were constantly, you know, we had the Jose Bautista incident with the Blue Jays. They kind of, I, honestly, I consider the Blue Jays a bigger rival than I do the Astros just because we have so many, so much bad blood with them, even though the new rosters and stuff, we still get after them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just getting back to competitive baseball to where I can go through a baseball season and actually care about my team you know it, once you get through the first two months of the season and it come, becomes apparent who is a seller and who is a buyer um i, I it's just hard to, to watch for me into the playoffs honestly but i mean you as an astros fan i bet you watch all the time uh, i no, uh i would i would i would listen to every astros game if they were on the radio or if there was any way you know if i had to we need to get that tv situation fixed uh, or figured out soon now I know, uh, you know. Um, I don't understand how you you can't watch sports in Austin. Like we you, we have to watch you have to watch the Spurs. You can't watch the Mavericks or or Houston. Um, I think we only get like what in baseball do we get, we get the Rangers for baseball? Right? Uh, I think this is a Rangers market. If you have like Fox Sports Southwest, whatever that became, Alley, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, the, the contracts are so fucked up with the blackouts and uh, Manford, you know, not letting people watch the games or, you know, just making it more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah, the, but there did. are still hundreds of millions of dollars to play to these free agents uh, to get them to come play. Uh, you know, I don't want to tally off too far into the, the problems with Major yeah. League Baseball. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's, uh, uh, Houston Astros... Uh, had a huge signing in uh, Jose Abreu. This guy won uh, American League MVP in uh, I believe 2020, um, which that was the fu- was that the was that the strike year? You know that was the bullshit the COVID year. year. So that doesn't really count. It's not a real MVP. But still, uh, he was he was a 304 hitter last year. Um, Astros get him on a three-year, 58 million dollar deal. Uh, you know, huge. You know, Cuban player. Um, he, you know, big-time Cuban player, uh, you know, actually knows Yuli Gurriel really well, the guy whose spot he'll be taking, most likely. Um, they, they know each other from back in the day in Cuba. But, um, yeah, I, I like that move. They also re-signed uh, Monteras uh, to, to a three-year deal, keep him around. I thought he was huge in the playoffs as a uh, set-up man, middle relief. Um, Corey, what do you think about that Abreu, that Abreu move? Yeah, you know, I mean... You're replacing Yuli, who is, what, 38? 
at this point. Very old, yes. But is he coming back? Oh, he might. Yeah. I, he hasn't signed yet, I don't think. Yeah, it, nobody really knows. I mean, he might be willing to play with his brother or something. He's still good enough to play in Major League Baseball. I mean, he led the league in batting average, what, two years ago? Was that also the strike year? <laughs> no, I, I digress. But, um, I mean, he's a he's a quality player. He would be going to the Hall of Fame if he played his whole career in, uh, in Major League Baseball and didn't spend so much time in Cuba, in my opinion. How much time did he spend in Cuba? So he's 32, 33? Jesus. Yeah, like only... Was he, like, stuck there? Yeah, I mean, you don't just get to leave Cuba. <laughs> like, it's not, you know... Yes, that's exactly what he was. So, yeah. I mean, Jose Abreu was also stuck in Cuba. He just got out a little earlier. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say is he's 36 as well, but he's certainly playing at more of an impact higher level than Yuli at this point. Um, especially with, with the power. Now, I'd still love to have Yuli just for the playoffs, just because in the big moment, I, I'm down to have Yuli at, in the box at any time in the big moments. But uh, oh yeah, I would still love the signing. And the Astros, they're never going to go too, too crazy. I was not surprised that they didn't retain Verlander, especially when he gets a two-year, $80 million deal. Um, and he sucks in the playoffs. At 40, and he really wasn't great in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I was really happy with the. I, I think they needed to make some move like this. They didn't need to absolutely break the bank, but they needed to just get a guy, you know, spend a little bit out of your pocket, get a guy who can, you know, take some of the pressure off the top six in that order. Because getting down towards the end of that series against the Phillies, especially when who went out, when Yuli went out, exactly. it was like we had six bats. That was it. Oh, if that. After I the five-hole hitter, I was like, you know, I'll see you on a couple of innings. We can, you know, you're yeah, not going to produce like, anything with the back half of that lineup. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have Michael Brantley coming back. Uh, I'm not totally sure where his contract, uh, you know, where that lies. Um, but, uh, yeah, adding a Abreu to the lineup uh, and just keeping, keeping bats. Obviously, um, we're going to have uh, Alvarez, Tucker. Um, you know, an aging Altuve, uh, Bregman. There's going to be bats. Um, you know, keeping a, a stock of that coming in. And As a World Series, at least uh, appearance, the expectation for next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, anything short. Barring crazy catastrophic injury, yeah. Right, and I so think y'all, uh, y'all have gone to that point as fans. To be, be honest, I've been like that they're since the— They're the best team in baseball the last six years. They should have yeah. won the World Series every, ta- every goddamn year, in my opinion. We were the best team. I don't know. I feel like the Dodgers have been the better. Well, the Dodgers only won one bullshit fucking World Series, and we beat them well, y'all won one bullshit World Series, too. I mean, you can <laughs> say what you want about that. Yeah. That was one of the greatest World Series ever played. Yeah, but you cheated. It's funny because um, all these other guys who were, you know, doing good around that 2017 um, season, ever since the Astro scandal, all of a sudden, their stats starting to tank a little bit. When you look at a Cody Bellinger, a Joey Gallo, it's almost like some of these other teams might have been into the same tactics that maybe the Astros got exposed yeah, for. Maybe the, they're the, the kid the, the who Rangers got caught. Are clean. That's all they are. Well, uh, Cody Bellinger. That's why they've been sucking, man. Didn't Cody yeah, Bellinger exactly. just get signed like a one-year deal somewhere? Former Another former MVP. Just like, I think the, the, the Cubs maybe got him. Uh, that sounds right. He definitely went somewhere for about $17 million for one year. Cubs, uh, yeah, $17 million one year. Yeah, that, uh, nice that I remembered that. Uh, another big player, uh, Wilson Contreras, um, he was a Cub. Uh, a lot of people said the Astros were interested in him, uh, but he ended up going to play in St. Louis uh, five years, $87 million. He'll replace Yadier Molina. 
um, at catcher there. Um, that's, you know, I think just a, a solid move for St. Louis, who's quietly seems like they get the best free, best out of all the free agents each year between. I mean, this uh, is a solid organization. Yeah, I mean, bringing in guys like Goldschmidt, uh, Arenado, uh, you know, just just acquiring acquiring talent that, you know, can then produce. Um, I don't know. Who do y'all, uh, uh, anything surprise y'all? I mean, obviously, I guess we hadn't talked about the judge re-signing. Was that, was that surprising? Uh, no. I mean, I expected him either to re-sign or go to the Giants. When I heard the Padres were uh, a dark horse in that, I'm like, how the hell would they even afford that with Machado? Tatis, and then they still have to re-sign Soto, I think. Um, the biggest surprise for me was honestly DeGrom going to the Rangers. Yeah. I, I hadn't heard anything about that before I got that update on my phone. Um, shout out Dean. Thank you for handing us your your favorite player ever that's played for the Mets. So I appreciate that. Uh, once again, I expect him to be great for at least two years and then probably probably be hurt in, in the middle there but probably he, he won't make it longer than two years in that contract what is it five years hey the yeah. good news is it's not your money so fuck it yeah and it doesn't hamstring the team because there's no cap yeah that's the best so, part about these contracts and y'all definitely had uh, the money to spend this offseason so why not spend it on someone who's arguably been that best arm in baseball over the past half decade yeah and you're you're plugging one, your biggest hole we had zero starting pitching last year and it screwed us over and I expect Marcus Simeon to have a bigger year this year too he kind of was a bit of a disappointment last year after a big signing but um, any any more diamonds and wood got any any other signings we want to talk about nah we'll probably do like a mop up next week and just any of the names uh, out there still needing to sign like Carlos Correa for instance uh, still out there where do y'all think he will go wait before we wrap it wrap up diamonds and wood Enlighten me. Why is he a free agent? Did he not sign a three-year deal? He uh, had a out. he had a player option. For like and every he year. himself opted out. Yeah. Yeah. So does he think he's going to get more money? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I mean, didn't he, he suck last year or no? No, he was. He was pretty good. He, he was pretty okay. good. He's definitely really good in the field always, but I didn't know how he swung the bat. But hey, no, I think shout yeah. to. I always love Carlos, man. He did great things for us. So yeah. it worked out really well for y'all with Car- or Carlos Pena. Right? Is that his name? Correa. Pena. Pena. Jeremy Pena. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy, Pena. Jeremy yeah. Pena. Oh, dude, he's a stud, yeah. Love yeah. Jeremy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the situation at, a, at, at middle infield for the Astros uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll mop up next week on free agency or, you know, throughout as these deals come in. But, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to transition over to some 40-acre uh, dash, talk a little uh, Longhorn sports. Sure. Know our listeners, you know, most. I know that's our target audience. Uh, We got to give the people what they want. Save the best for last. Um, So, uh, y'all want to talk about basketball or football first? Uh, Let's just touch up on the basketball. I I, I don't think. So, we lost lost Illinois last night. Uh, Matthew Mayer, you know, I went to high school with him. Him and Brock played each other again. It's pretty cool. So. I was running the board at the game, and I'm like, who is this guy with this just dirty stash, just wetting three after three, man? And then they said him and Brock Cunningham were teammates in high school, and I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. Austin Wesley guy. So he was uh, on the Baylor Bears, the team that won the national championship. He was a six-man on that team. Exactly. Always been a great quality player, uh, very familiar with the Longhorns. I've seen him, you know, play live and, you know, at the Irwin Center. Um, and uh, yeah, so he was very familiar. Ended up, you know, transferring to Illinois this year, um, and they just happened to play the Longhorns in uh, the Jimmy V Classic. And TJ Shannon on that team too, a former Chris Beard uh, recruit at Texas Tech, played for him there. 
Uh, you know, we shut him out in the first half. And he we, big, yeah, big, uh, what, like 12 points in the second half in overtime, which, you know, is decent. But we created a lot of turnovers, and we didn't create enough points off of them is my biggest takeaway. This is still a team that size is our biggest uh, concern, in my, in my opinion. We can't, we can't guard these bigger, you know, not, Illinois wasn't even that tall. They were just thicker than us and able to dominate Christian Bishop down low. And uh, Timmy Allen had his, probably his best game of the year. But just defensively, uh, unless Dylan Mitchell can be able to play more minutes, would you all agree Dylan Mitchell is probably our best defender? Well, yeah, but that was the thing. He didn't play, especially in the second half. Yeah, I, and, and he was making plays in that game. I, I don't know if we're kind of just working him into the into the rotation, going to get him some more minutes in Big 12 play. I, I know we've seen that from uh, Shaka Smart in the past with guys like Miles Turner and um, who else? Uh, Kai Jones and guys like that, you know, early in the season. Uh, not is getting as much playing time. Obviously, he's not our coach anymore. But that's kind of what you see in college basketball: is these freshmen, as time goes on, if they're ready, they'll get he'll get plugged into the starting lineup. It doesn't matter if uh, Chris or Timmy Allen or uh, who's starting. Is Dylan Mitchell starting right now? He's just not getting minutes. You've been to games. I, I mean, I've I've watched. I should know this too. But. Uh, I mean, the starting lineup. He Hunter, started, yeah. I mean, he if Carr, the, Allen. But how many Hunter, minutes? Did, how many minutes did he get? Twenty-four. You got. I mean, Jabari Rice had more minutes than him. I think we're just running off the bench. But right? Dylan D- Disu had zero rebounds in that game, and he's our starting center. Yeah, I mean that's just you know uh, not a stat line you're gonna see very often. Um, yeah, I thought that he just got challenged. Obviously, the basketball team has looked really good in victories over uh, Gonzaga. They beat Crichton in a bit of a closer game. Uh, you know, those were home wins. This was a neutral site game against a you know, quality team. Uh, you know, obviously, the, the Horns had looked really well. They, they looked really good in this game. They led by 10. They gave it up at the end. They missed free throws at the end. Um, you know, just not their best performance closing one out. I think they'll learn from this game. I don't think it's a panic button situation. Uh, a lot of, lot of, lot of their good teams we're gonna have to play this season between, uh, you know, just the Big 12 conference. Uh, I know we got Tennessee at some point this year. Yeah, no uh, one really goes undefeated in college basketball. So I mean, well, nobody has since '76. Yeah. So Bobby Knight. Wasn't there a Duke team that claimed close or something? They lost in the national championship, didn't they? Like the Anthony Where Davis Duke, I want to say. But he was on Kentucky. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but that's I don't think they made it to the championship. Or they lost in like the second round. There was a Kentucky team that was like 40 and 0. That was that the was Anthony Davis jacked. one, I think, yeah. Might have been. They were super jacked, and uh, they just didn't make it to the championship. But the Gonzaga a few years ago, um, I think Baylor beat them and spoiled their undefeated season, if I'm not mistaken. But it, uh, it might have been a little. It might have gone down a little differently. Don't fa- you know? You can fact check me. Um, but anyway, yeah, basketball six and one. They look pretty good. They're ranked two right now. They might fall a little bit after this loss, but we'll be all right. Yeah, um, you know they're playing at a really high level. The program, uh, you know, everything about it looks better than last year. Um, these players that have come in. Uh, you know, the, all, all the things you want and, and that fans wanted Texas basketball to be are coming along. But um, uh, let's real quick uh, make mention uh, the Longhorns uh, capped the year with a big time victory against the Baylor Bears. Um, br- brings their record to eight and four. Uh, they did not make the Big 12 championship game. Uh, they did not, you know, that was 
Kansas didn't pull State. it out for us. Kansas but, State actually ends up winning the Big 12. Uh, what a game. Overtime honestly. victory against TCU. Uh, but it doesn't actually matter because TCU doesn't move at all in the college football playoff poll, and they still get sent. Um, so before we talk about that, Horns, 8-4, and four, Alamo Bull berth against a 10-2 and two Washington Huskies team. Uh, you know, Horns are favored by five and a half. Obviously, um, we still have to see how this game goes. Um, just, you know, uh, knee-jerk reactions and opinions. Uh, what do y'all got? Uh, disappointment. You know, another year not where I expect or where my expectations for this team were at. Uh, it's definitely an improvement from last year's disaster of a season at five and seven. But I expect this this team to be fighting for at least a Big 12 championship every year. I realize we got third, but we're in the Alamo, Alamo Bowl yet again. We're playing an overrated Pac-12 team that I'm sure will beat by 20 points, and everybody will be like, oh, look, at, look out for Texas next year. Are we back? Yeah, exactly. And it'll just be another late December bowl game in San Antonio that they've already sold out all the tickets there. You can't get public tickets anymore on the Texas, at least for, on the Texas side. Um, I don't think B. John Robinson's going to play. Uh, it will be a good, maybe a good showcase for some, some younger guys that uh, will get a, sh- a shot to play after a lot of, a lot of guys like Hudson card and Andre carriage, um, a, a decent amount of defenders entering the transfer portal when it opened this week. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see what we've got going into next year. Arch Manning should be enrolling soon. Uh, that's huge. But uh, other than, you know, just getting some extra reps in practice and hopefully beating the shit out of a Pac-12 team, uh, not not excited about much. B. John Robinson, one of the most loved players in Texas football history. Hell yeah. I mean, he was pretty much a precipi- or precipitant. Is that the, is Participant? Part- Participant. I got you, Thank man. You. I'm here Thank for you. Thank you, Corey. I'm here for you. Participant <laughs> in what? Uh, in senior <laughs> night. In senior night. Sorry, uh, I've had like four cups of coffee. I'm kind of jazzed over here. Um, but yeah, I mean, he got the the most cheers of anyone. Yeah, I even think more, even more than Roshan Johnson. Yeah, and I think Roshan's going to surprise a lot of people with how high he goes in the draft. I bet he goes. I bet fourth I could, round. Third I round. could even see third, man. Just because NFL players, you know, they love a guy like. That's a tough football man. And he, you know what he I mean? can, he can that, play special teams. He'll run out on kickoff. He's going to be, and he's got the size. I, I mean, he could be a third down back. He's got the size and, um, you know, brain to like pass protect. Because a lot of that is, you know, I don't know. I haven't checked his film out on pass protection, no, but he's, he's got the he's size good. for he, it. He was better than Bijan at it. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, yeah, shout out Roshan, though, for sure. Uh, that's my guy, that hurdle. That was, awesome. that was sick. Crazy. Keep oh, the yeah. feet, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, on Baylor, uh, that was we were losing that game for a while. Uh, Baylor is controlling to the time of possession. Um, it didn't look good, and there was the the fumble. The fumble. I was real worried about that, and then uh, we we put the gas on the, uh, the, the put our foot put on, on the, the pedal, pedal, and all it was gas, all, no all gas, no brakes in the second half, which we hadn't seen all year. You know, we lost games because. Sark couldn't show up in the second half of play calling Quinn couldn't hit his guys. Um, but we didn't even try to throw the ball. We just did what we've been saying all year. Just run the ball. Uh, Bijan took over in that fourth quarter and got us that win. And I mean, that's huge. Cause that's a Baylor team that almost beat Kansas state, almost beat TC. No, they got their ass beat by Kansas state, but they almost beat TC the week before. Um, I came in very confident and that's a game that we easily would have lost in the in, pre- in previous seasons. 
Yeah, and uh, what they run the ball 16 straight times. They're yeah. to finish the ball game. That uh, you know everybody was really excited about that at the stadium. Uh, I felt. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, if the Horns went beat Washington, that may, that would make them nine and four. That would be an improvement of four wins uh, from last year. You got to take that for what it is. Obviously, it's not what you know. Nine and four isn't satisfactory. Four losses is not not achieving what uh, you know the standards of what Texas football is and what it should be. But you know, I can accept that uh, a loss and you're eight and five, and that's really only an improvement of two less losses than the season prior, which doesn't sound that great. You know, I think you know it's a night and day difference. Plus five wins versus you know only. You know, two losses less. Uh, you know what I mean? So yep. yeah, no, I agree. A, a so, big game, in my opinion. So Sark has to win eleven games next year, ten games, ten uh, at least. Ten, yeah, ten in the regular season. Well, here let's talk a little bit about what we need to see next year because well, I, next year there's going to be an expanded playoff, right? Or two, two years. years? Two okay, years. Okay. So um, I know you know. I know you guys and I, I as well like love the idea of running the ball, like establishing the run, like especially when you got someone like Bijan, just absolute generational talent. Um, and I know guys at the Horn, you know, they're always on Sark about we got to run the ball more. Why are you getting pass happy? My only thing is like we have to see Quinn Ewers take that next step because you're just I think you're gonna see it a little bit um, in this playoffs. Obviously, you got a lot of like rushing teams like the Michigans, the Georgias of the world, but the teams who are going to be able to make those explosive plays down the field and throw the ball efficiently are going to have more success in this playoffs, I feel. Even though this playoffs is definitely a defensive run the ball for the Besides most part. CCU. Barring, yeah, and Ohio State even. Yeah. But the two, <laughs> the, the two best teams. Yeah. Um, but I just think, like, you're really going to have to see an improvement in the passing game for Texas to Win ten games. We're going to need some see some major development out of twenty years this offseason. You're going to hopefully AJ Milwee and Sark, who's been known as a quarterback whisperer in, in you know in some form, uh, to to work with him, get it, work on his footwork. You know, earlier in the season after that Oklahoma State game, a uh, reporter asked Quinn Ewers about his footwork, and he said, it was, "Yeah, it's sloppy. I need to work on it." And they asked Steve Sarkeesian, uh, who was after him, about his footwork, and he said, "It's fine." Now that that's an issue that there's that disconnect. Maybe Sark's just trying to, you know, take up for his guy. But I, I, I mean, at least Quinn's honest about it. He know that he knows there's there's an issue. I'm sure Sir Sark and AJ Mill, we know there's an issue. But we got um, Hudson Cards leaving. Malik Murphy will go up in the depth chart. Arch Manning's coming in. Uh, I don't think expect either of those guys to push Quinn this this offseason. Um, barring that he does work on those little things and it's because we've seen the arm talent, you know, we know it's there. We know Sark once we've seen it in practice because, you know, you know, we know Sark's seen it in practice because he calls those deep balls. What like besides every game besides Baylor. Well, I mean, you look at the Alabama game and I mean, that first quarter, I mean, dude, that's the (laughs) potential of what this offense can be. And that is unstoppable. I get it. You know, I love running the ball well, too. But when you can do that and run the ball, like, you're unstoppable. Yeah. So but we're that, not going to be able to run the ball as nearly as well as we did last year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the offensive line might take a step, but we're not going to have a guy that's as special as B. John Robinson. I still love our backs, and I think we'll have a very solid running game. But, at, you know, we're yeah, going to have to improve. Let Quinn go out there and have a, have that Oklahoma State game, have that TCU game next year. They're going to be calling for Mr. Archman. Best believe it. Texas fans will be. Well, they might not get him. But uh, I, I think Quinn will 
Quinn will step into the and, and become the quarterback that we all think he can be at some point. And I, I expect him to honestly. I mean, he can leave after next year. You realize that? Go to the NFL. Yeah, that's crazy. And he, I mean, if he's good enough, or he ends up being a Spencer Rattler, or you have all these expectations, you show a little some flashes, but then you end up having to transfer because. There's a guy behind you who's better. That was Caleb Williams in Spencer Rattler's case. It could be Arch Manning and uh, Quinn Ewers' case. Yeah, uh, quite possibly. Um, you know, I like the cup runneth over uh, problem of quarterback talent. Um, That's a good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, next year's a long way away. We got a big game against Washington on the 29th uh, down in San Antonio. Um, you know, it seems like it's our bowl game, you know, basically the Texas Invitational. Uh, you know, yeah, South what, four out of the last five years? Something like that, yeah. Just always against a Pac-12 opponent. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen almost every fucking Pac-12 school, school play the Longhorns in the goddamn Pac-12. I wish we would have been able to play USC, though. That would have been a lot. That would have been fun. Yeah, um, and they got picked for a New Year's Six game, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think they're playing Tulane. Yeah, Tulane got the bump. Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Uh, that'll, which, be, that'll be a fun game. Tulane, Willie Fritz, man. Uh, I think they were 11-2 and two or 10-3 and three this year. They beat Kansas State early in the season. Uh, Willie Fritz, I, I think he could be a dark horse for coach of the year. I don't think he'll win. I think it will definitely be uh, Sonny Dykes from TCU. But uh, for sure. that's, a, that's a bowl game to look at because – we saw, I mean, we can, can we just kind of combine the college football segment in the, in the conversation here? You know, cool with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we saw USC get stomped by Utah. You know, they were physically overmatched. Um, I think Tulane's a team that plays good defense and runs the ball well and has a good play action with their young quarterback. I think that, I think Tulane might win that game. I'd like to see what the, I'll look up the line and let y'all know uh, before the episode ends, but got to see who's playing for USC. Uh, that's another factor. That, that's a big reason, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to hold off on the, the big you, bowl but game But think right about now. it. If you were to bet on that game, it'd probably be better to get in now before all those announcements are made and the line shifts. Oh, for sure. Um, if you I, like Tulane, then USC's going to have some guys sitting down. I know Caleb Williams was banged up against Utah, so. Yeah, like, uh, per, you know, uh, for instance, let's let's maybe uh, everybody think that Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, he's like minus two thousand. Right he now. Sh- yeah, he should win the Heisman Trophy for sure. Yeah, like I don't think there's any you know uh, like the other dudes. I mean, I think C.J. Stroud probably has the best numbers, but you know, um, Max Duggan is not a better player than. Yeah, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, I just no think, is gonna. Stetson Bennett is though, right? Take the award. Twenty. Yeah, Stetson Bennett should not. Bijan Robinson should show, be there. Stetson really Bennett has twenty show. touchdowns this year. Even Corum from Michigan, like dude. Yeah, there's so can't many better players. Hurt. Yeah, or even like Hendon Hooker was the same idea. Like he had a great year, but just you know. I would have liked to see Bijan there. And a lot it. of the national audience also said that. Um, I mean, it's all quarterbacks. Stetson Bennett, I realize he's on the best. He's the quarterback of the best team, but. That doesn't make you a Heisman candidate, for sure. And um, you know, usually they send five. Like sitting only four people seemed a little bit odd. I mean, obviously, you know, three of the dudes know there's no chance in hell they're just going to have a good time and represent their school. But uh, you know, I was interested with the selection this year. Um, the Heisman Trophy race um, in really the last decade is just, is just not what it used to be. Uh, as far as like you know, hype, I, I just don't hear it talked about uh, nearly as much. I tell you what, when Devonte Smith won it a few years ago, I was pretty hyped about that. Oh yeah, that was interesting. Finally, cool. yeah, yeah. Hey, Tulane's only a plus one and a half. Yeah, that's a uh, you know, 
Um, Vegas probably knows some things about. Yeah, I would have liked to see that number a little bit higher, but yeah, eleven and two. Both teams eleven and two. Hell yeah. Crazy man, Green Way, baby. And yeah, and I mean, uh, outside of Utah, uh, you know, USC won all their games. They just lost to Utah twice. Um, and back to back. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty. I think I, we've covered most everything. We'll uh, in the future do a full bold game breakdown. You know, we'll probably have a little special on that. I'd, I'd like to do something for at, sure. At least on the YouTube. You know, maybe yeah. do a uh, a Riverside recording. Fuck yeah. We should do a bowl pick on actually with the, with some listeners. Dude, yeah. yeah, I did that last year. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can get, I forget what app it is or website, but you can have like freaking 200 people in there doing pickums and Yeah, on the ESPN. Best $5 in there, best winner gets like, you know, could be fun. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll try to put something like that together for the view, for the viewers and listeners. Um, I, I, I guess all we really have to do is give our weekly picks. Um, how do y'all want to do it one at a time or run them down? Let's just do them all. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, I'm taking New England minus one and a half at Arizona Monday night football. Uh, I think New England's a better team. They're six and six. They need to keep winning ball games. You know, one and a half is you know, pretty much as low as lines get. And I just think they're a better football team than Arizona. I'm also taking the under of 44 and a half on that game. Uh, I don't think the Patriots are going to let the Cardinals score many points. And uh, I don't think the Patriots are going to score many points themselves either. Uh, then I'm taking the Jets plus nine at Buffalo. That's a nooner. Um, that was a uh, it was a close game. I think it was a three point victory for the Jets uh, earlier this year. Uh, I don't know why exactly they're 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 you know they're such a big underdog in this game. Uh, I do think it might snow, and that could be a big factor in that game. But I'm taking the Jets. Uh, Vikings, give me them plus two at Detroit. That's another nooner. We talked a little bit earlier about that game, and maybe Vegas knows what's up. Either way, I'm taking the Vikes. Um, and then lastly, I'm taking the Seahawks, minus three and a half versus Carolina. Seahawks, watched them last week. They're playing good football. Uh, they're playing at home. Carolina making that cross-country uh, journey. And, um, yeah, three and a half, you know, a little high. I would have much rather, you know, had a three, but fuck it. Give me the Seahawks to, you know, beat Carolina, minus three and a half. Corey? First pick for me, um, I'm going to go over 44 and a half, Eagles versus Giants. Um, I'm going to go there. I think that Eagles are pretty much a lock for 28 points in that game, and I think the Giants could maybe keep up. Uh, we've seen Green Bay gash um, Philadelphia on the ground. Granted, they got Jordan Davis back, but Saquon could you be a perfect game. Yeah, and I wasn't too worried. I'm not, you know, over-unders are always – bit iffy but that i like that over i think it's low enough um i'm gonna take the dolphins minus three if you can buy it down to two and a half i think that's a great play i'm gonna take seattle minus four as well for all the reasons shay laid out i'm gonna take kansas city minus nine and a half at denver um denver is just literally the worst offense taking seattle minus four i got him at three and a half all right i'll take him i'll take him at three and a half then if i can do that yeah i think it's only fair yeah yeah fair enough and then my last one, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings plus three. Um, it's, I'm, I'm looking at it at two and a half, but it's not much to buy it up to three. So if that's cool with y'all, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings plus three at Detroit. Sure. Okay. Uh, For me, I'm going to take the Cowboys minus 16 and a half. Let's go. 
12 o'clock, Houston, uh, at home against the Houston Texans on Sunday afternoon. I'm also going to take the Detroit Lions minus two and a half uh, against Minnesota. I'm going against the grain on that one. Uh, I'm telling you, Vegas knows something, and the and the Lions are for real. They've been playing very well as of the last five weeks and pretty much this whole season. Uh, they've been able to close out games, which they weren't able to early in the year with fighting Dan Campbell's. Uh, for my over-under, I'm going to take the under in the Thursday night matchup tomorrow, uh, under 30, 43 and a half. Uh, I think this will be a heavy time of possession game, a lot of field goals. The Raiders, um, you know, they've been pounding the rock with Josh Jacobs, and Baker Mayfield might be playing for the Rams. I don't see them scoring many points if he does or does not play. Um, and then I'm going to go with the Giants plus seven against the Eagles. That's three picks, right? That is four. Cowboys, Lions, yep, over, yeah, under, Giants. Cowboys. And then I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans minus four against Jacksonville. Minus four? Yep. All right. Well, um, you know, hopefully we got y'all some winners there. Um, we'll add it. You know, we'll see how we do and tally them into our uh, season, you know, our football season totals. Uh, we're doing pretty well. So, uh, you know, take those picks. Uh, Run with out, them. You know, check out... Um, uh, Lone Star Sports Bets um, on Instagram. Uh, you know, buy some script. You know, hey, if those, you know, follow our picks this week and then and then make up y'all's mind. But we've got pretty good win percentages. All of us do. Um, anything else we want to uh, get off our chests here, guys? No, I think I'm good. All right, good for me. Yeah. Well, uh, from uh, Shea Holt, Tyerson, and Corey Gidry. We uh, are the Lone Star Lowdown. Uh, be sure to check out all of our content on uh, Twitter at Lone Star LD, TikTok, the Lone Star Lowdown, uh, Instagram, the Lone Star Lowdown, and um, you know, check us out on YouTube, y'all. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with another pod. Yeah, buy some picks and hook them. <laughs>